Hey, this is Robert Lang, pastor of Ascent Church. Welcome to our podcast. I pray and hope that you are blessed, encouraged, and that today's message speaks to you. All right. How about we just start with a hallelujah out there this morning? I can't hear you, but I'm going to take uh, this. Just, just, there you go. Okay. Hallelujah. It's a good day to serve the Lord. There's no worries about your pastor overheating this morning. There's plenty of cool air to uh, keep me fresh out here this morning. We are blessed to be celebrating Pentecost Sunday this morning. It's an awesome day to be having our first drive-in service as we celebrate the outpouring and the baptism of the Holy Spirit that was poured out. And Pentecost comes from... The first, it was in the Old Testament, the Jewish feast, which was Shavuot, which was when they celebrate how the Torah came down and Moses brought down the tablets from Mount Sinai. But the Bible tells us that at that time, there was 3,000 people that died. At the bottom of the mount, at bottom of Mount Sinai, where people had raised up false gods while Moses was on top of the mountain and he comes down with the law and 3,000 people died. But 50 days after Passover, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we find ourselves at Pentecost in the New Testament. And when the Spirit is poured out, 3,000 people are born into the kingdom of God. And there's a scripture that says, the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. And so today we celebrate the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm glad to be filled with the Spirit of God. How about you out there this morning? I'm glad to have the Holy Ghost. I'm glad to know today, amen, that that His Spirit is here and it is with us. I'm going to be taking a text this morning from Psalm 23. Psalm 23. And most of my verses will be English Standard Version this morning, with the exception of one or two. But the main verses that I want to draw our text from this morning is Psalm 23, verse number 1 to 6, because it's hard just to read one verse in Psalm 23. The whole psalm is so good, and everybody, I think, loves Psalm 23. And so we're going to read all of Psalm 23, but then I'm going to take a couple more verses out of Psalm 27. And I want to minister on this thought this morning or this title this morning despite the devil despite the devil from the very beginning of man in the garden of Eden a war began with mankind and Satan with Lucifer and the Bible says that we have an adversary who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour From the very beginning of time up until now, men have been dealing with this enemy, this devil. This devil who is still on the loose, who is trying to lie, who is trying to steal, who is trying to kill, who is trying to manipulate. But yet through the sufferings of Jesus and through his resurrection, Jesus has disarmed him and given his church victory over him. As I minister this thought this morning, despite the devil, I want to present it to you like this. 
that though we still deal with the wiles of the enemy, and that's what the Bible says that we deal with, it's the, the wiles of the devil. Satan is defeated. Jesus has triumphed. And because he has triumphed, we triumph, and we triumph in Jesus. But we still wrestle against principalities. We wrestle against the lies of the enemy. We wrestle against having our minds renewed to the truth of God's Word and what Jesus has done for us. His wiles, His attacks that come against us, places where He tries to steal from us, places where He tries to bring uh, pain or, or, or tyranny into your life in any way. But what I want to get to this morning, and as we get to some verses, we're going to bring it out a little bit more. That no matter what the devil is trying to do in your life, no matter what the enemy is trying to do in your family, no matter the kind of attack that has been against you, despite the devil, victory is yours. Despite the devil, victory is ours. Despite the devil, Jesus has still triumphed and Calvary cannot be undone. Despite the devil's lies, God is with us and he's for his church. And so we're going to read in Psalm 23 and the first verse. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And I want you to really focus in on that verse right here where it just said, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so I am going to be taking a couple more verses here right away in Psalm 27 and 1, but as we really focus in on that verse in what we just read in Psalm 23, where it said He prepares a table before us even in the presence of our enemies. The enemies are not absent. The enemies are there. The enemies are around. You know, if you're, if you're waiting for God to, to uh, tell the devil to leave you alone forever, that's not likely going to happen. The enemy's going to come around. Enemies are going to show up. Lies are going to come. We will face attacks, spiritual attacks in our life that come as lies, trying to war against our minds, to persuade us otherwise of the truth. I love this psalm here where even in the presence of my enemies, God is my provision. Even when the enemy is there, despite the devil, God is able to cause Satan to be very irrelevant. Amen. And let me just take a couple minutes and shame the devil. Amen. Put the devil down a little bit. Because Jesus can make him 
irrelevant. Where even though he is there and he is doing his very best to lie, to cheat, and to steal, God is still blessing, God is still providing, and God is still protecting in the midst of it all. And so I want you to think about it a little bit as layers as we go through this message this morning. Because there is times where we will feel like the enemy has surrounded us. Where he has mounted against us and attacks coming one way and attacks coming another way. And it, it, it seems like it was one battle here today and then a, another battle the next. And sometimes it feels like uh, in, in the middle of a, a, a tornado because there's just so many things going on. But if we could realize that even though one layer, the enemy surrounds me. There's an inner layer and a greater layer, and that is God is for me, and He is also surrounding me. So Psalm 27 says, 1 and 2, and then I'm going to do verse 6 as well. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When evildoers assail me to eat up my flesh, my adversaries, and my foes, it is they who stumble and fall. So David is saying here again, this is another psalm of David, just like Psalm 23 was. The same psalmist giving us both Psalm 23 and 27. And you find there's a lot of similarities between the two psalms, where he starts off talking about how the Lord it is, is his light and his salvation. Who will he fear? And how even though his enemies come, they stumble. They fall. The book of Jude said, Now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Able to keep you from falling. That Jesus today with us, the author and the finisher of our faith, is able to keep us from falling, but also at the same time causing our enemies to stumble and to fall. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says that God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. But I want you to know today that God also disrupts Satan's agenda and causes confusion in the enemy camp. Despite what the devil is trying to do today, God is greater. Despite the attacks that might be trying to come against you, the greater attacks the greater the blessings that God wants to try and get into your life. Satan doesn't attack without a reason. He doesn't come without a cause. Now, he is always motivated with, with the intentions of his heart that are to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And how he is that one who goes about as a roaring lion, looking for openings in people's lives. But us, the blood-bought church... How many are blood-bought this morning? Us, the New Testament church. We have something on the inside of us that is repellent to our adversaries and to our enemies. That is at odds with everything that the enemy is trying to do in your life. It's the spirit of life on the inside of us. The spirit of life, the spirit of Christ on the inside of us. So that when death is trying to come from outside places, when the enemy is attacking our lives, 
when death seems to be trying to knock on our door, we can declare, I will not die. I will live. I have the spirit of life on the inside of me. And that spirit of life repelling the powers of death that are against me. Hallelujah. And so the psalmist is saying in 27, the Lord is my light, my salvation. Who do I have to be afraid of? Enemies will come, but they will stumble and they will fall. And then in the sixth verse, he says, and now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to know this morning that God wants to cause you to triumph. For you to rise above the things that have been trying to drown you out. The storms that have been threatening death in your life. It might be spiritual death. It might be physical death. It might be financial death. It might be relational death. Whatever the things that have been threatening death against your life. God wants to lift your head up above your enemies. For the, the word says that he's called us to be the head and not the tail, praise God. Amen. We're not called to be Satan's doormat. Amen. Rather, we're called to tread on serpents and scorpions. Too often and too many times, the church lays down for the devil. We lay down for him, not knowing our place, not knowing our position, not knowing the power that we have in the authority of the name of Jesus. Not knowing the Christ that abides on the inside of us where the scripture says greater is he in us than he that is within this world. So again, I want to remind you I'm preaching this morning on despite the devil. Because we got to come to that place in our life where we are going to have faith and trust in God regardless of the attacks that are trying to come against us because we realize God is is for us and if God be for us then who can be against us and the Lord is on my side he is my light he is my salvation I'll serve God despite the devil I'll love God despite the devil I'll contend for the souls of men despite the devil I'll continue to share light and love and be the salt of the earth despite the devil, because that is what God has called me to do. He's called me to be his voice. He's called us to be his hands. He's called us to be his feet. He's called us to be his body present in this earth. And yes, we have an enemy. And yes, he tries to rally against us. And yes, he comes with temptations. And yes, he comes with seductions. And yes, he comes with lies. But the Lord is with us. And there might be an enemy on one layer that is surrounding us. But there is an inner layer of glory. There is an inner layer of God that is our protection and is so much greater than anything the enemy is trying to do. That's why I can say, despite the devil, shame on you, devil. Under my feet, devil. Get down under my feet now. Because despite you, I know God is greater. D despite you, God is going to bless me. Despite the places where you've been trying to trouble me, despite the places where you've been trying to hinder me, God is going to deliver me. Another verse says that he surrounds us. That is the Lord surrounds us with songs 
of deliverance. Surrounded. Someone say, I'm surrounded. If you've got someone in your vehicle with you this morning, if you've got someone in your living room with you this morning, look at them and say, I don't know about you, but I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded. And I'm not just talking about an enemy. We're not trying to give that enemy any kind of place or, or glory and recognition like that. But I'm surrounded with songs of deliverance. I'm surrounded with what God is doing in my life. I'm surrounded with a hedge of angels. I'm surrounded with God's peace. I'm surrounded with God's glory. I'm surrounded with God's protection. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. You think about what that means. To be able to stand in that kind of confidence knowing the Lord is with me. God Almighty, He's with me. The one who died, the one who conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's with me. Oh, how small that makes our enemies look. How, how, how minimized Satan becomes when we begin to recognize the presence of the one who is in us and surrounding us and fighting for us, that he is encompassing us about with songs of deliverance and with shouts. In fact, the Amplified reads that, that verse in Psalm 32, 7 like that. It says, you are a hiding place for me. You, Lord, preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs and shouts of deliverance. Songs and shouts of deliverance. And then it says, Selah, or think about that. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, think about that. He surrounds us with songs and shouts of deliverance. You know, the book of Job tells us about a conversation that God had with the devil. I'm really glad that God and Satan had that conversation. I'm really thankful for some of the things Satan had to say during that conversation. And I know that might sound like a funny thing to say, but I'm pretty thankful for some of the things that came out during that conversation. Because in Job chapter number 1, when the enemy is inquiring of Job and a discussion having over God's servant Job, the Bible says that Satan answered and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge about him? Oh, I'm so glad that Satan said that. I'm so glad. I don't think he realized when he said that it was going to make its way into the book. <laughs> but I'm glad that he said that. You don't serve God for nothing this morning. We don't serve him for naught. God is good, and God is faithful. And Job, the servant of God, when Satan is going to be attacking his life, even the enemy is recognizing and acknowledging here, Job doesn't serve God for nothing. The Lord has put a hedge about Job and about all of those things that are Job. It says, has thou not made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he has on every side? Ha <laughs> ha, hallelujah. Oh, I, I love that. That blesses me. Have you not put a hedge over Job 
over Job's house, over everything pertaining unto Job's life. You have hedged it in. Amen. Think about the protection of God with us and like that. He doesn't just surround me. He surrounds my family. He surrounds my property, things that are pertaining to me. Man, God has got us covered he's covered you and i realize that there might be some things that you're facing and some enemies that have been looking your way but despite the devil or oh, say it this morning despite the devil victory is mine hallelujah the same verses he says thou has blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased job wasn't serving god for nothing even in this life, God was blessing Job, protecting Job, protecting those that belonged to Job. And God was blessing him. And God was blessing the work of his hands. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah that when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. Like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against it. To me, that sounds very similar to a hedge or a wall. He surrounds us with songs of deliverance, with shouts of deliverance. Angels of God on assignment, mounting guard all around us. When the enemy comes in, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him like a a flood, hallelujah, putting a barrier there. The blood of Jesus covering our lives. That if you want to get to me, you're going to have to go through the blood. See, that's the kind of faith that we need to have. Recognizing what Jesus has done in our life. And Satan, you can't just have your way in me. God's going to have his way in me. You might come, oh, but I have a help, and I have a friend, and the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard, a wall, a barrier. I looked up a couple definitions for barrier just to break it down a little bit, and it says something like this. Something that blocks, or this would say something material that blocks or is intended to block passage. As in to say this barrier is put in place to let somebody know you can't go any further. You're not getting past this point. Another, ver another uh, definition would be a natural formation or structure that prevents or hinders movement or action. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of things the enemy would have liked to do in your life by now, but hasn't been able and that's why we can say right now hallelujah because i still got a breath in my body and the scripture said everything that has breath praise the lord amen because i guarantee you the enemy would have liked to have taken you out but you're still here despite the devil despite 
all of his antics, despite the attacks, despite people that lied on you or cheated you or hurt you, despite your past, despite where the enemy has tried to shame you, despite the fact that he has tried to hold you to what you used to be, but the scripture calling you a new creation in Christ Jesus is compelling you to move into what God has for you now, despite the devil. That though the enemy may come, though adversaries might surround me, there was an inner surrounding around me and a hedge of protection about me that is so much greater. There's a layer around me. There's a layer of protection. There's a layer of glory. And yeah, I, I might be able to recognize that the enemy's there, but God help us to be so much more aware of the presence of God that surrounds us now. That when I go through the storm, Lord, I don't want to be so overwhelmed by the storm that I fail to recognize your presence with me in the midst of the storm. That when the enemy surrounds me, I'm still aware, recognizing, and focused on this fact. Greater is he in me than he that's within this world. The Lord will sustain me. He will be my provision, even in the presence of my enemies. The enemy would like it if we drew in all of our focus onto him. If we looked at the things that he's trying to do and started to shudder and quake in terror. And we can recognize that he's out there. We can see that there's some things that have tried to come. Oh, but there is a deterrent. There is a protection. There is a peace between him and I. Hallelujah. There is a Christ who is on the inside of me, surrounding me, all around me, the presence of God. And so I want to just close with this thought this morning. And the Bible tells us of a time when the children of Israel were coming out of the land of Egypt. They had come out and marched their way out, but Pharaoh would strongly pursue with his armies. And the Lord instructing Israel, leading them into a place that would be the prime spot for an enemy ambush. God intentionally leading them there just so the enemy will say, I got him where I want him. Funny to think that it was God who would lead them to such a place like that. That God led them to a place where the enemy would think, if we move against them now, we've got them. But God brought them to a place where he would get glory and he would show them that no matter what be against you, if I am for you, if you keep your faith and trust in me, you're still going to come out of the other side of this thing. And so the children of Israel walled in, stuck at the edge of the sea, entrapped in the wilderness, and Pharaoh comes upon them with all of the chariots of Egypt. But I love this because the Bible says the pillar cloud that went before them 
and led them in the day. And the angel of God that went before them came and went behind them. The angel that went before them came and went behind them and stood as a hedge between all of the people. It gave light to the children of Israel, but it was darkness to the enemy. The presence of God will open up our eyes with clarity. Oh, but it causes havoc in the enemy's camp. And so the enemy surrounds them, but the pillar of glory and the angel of the Lord surrounds them. So that all night long, not one enemy soldier is able to find his way that any harm would come to one child of God. There's another scripture that I'm closing with now that says the angel of God encamps round about that, them that fear the Lord and delivers them. Hallelujah. Encamps round about. So I want you to say one more time this morning as we close, I am surrounded. I'm hedged in. The Lord is with me. We need to encourage ourselves with things like that often and remind ourselves of these truths. Because when the enemy tries to surround us, he tries to get us focused in on what he's doing. And we need to remember, despite the devil, despite the devil, God might have led me here, but he's also protecting me here. Despite the devil, I'm coming out on the other side. Despite the devil, I'm getting my health back. Despite the devil, I'm going to rise up in victory in the name of Jesus. Despite my past, shame, you can't hold me. Despite my past addiction, you can't keep me in the name of Jesus. That name that is above all names. And we're going to pray right now. And I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for those who are with us this morning in the parking lot service, but also for those who are watching at home. I pray right now that you help us to be aware of your presence. Realizing that your presence with us and for us is so much greater than the enemy and the adversary that's against us. God, help us not to be so captivated by the presence of our storm. Where we neglect to see the presence of God that is with us. And so much bigger and so much greater. God, we thank you today that you are on our side. We thank you today that you are for us. We love you, Lord. And we bless you today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Somebody say amen. We're going to go back to the worship here. If you're in attendance this morning and you want prayer, get our attention somehow. We'll figure out how to do it. Praise God. God bless you this morning. For those watching, be blessed in Jesus' name. We love you from Ascent Church. We love you. Join us next week if you can for our drive-in service. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name.